This week on Raffi Reviews, Raffi Reviews, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Today, I'm joined by Macy. That's me! Wahoo! Wahoo! Couple of things. Uh, if you hear any sounds in the background, uh, that is our dog, Honey Buns, official dog of the panel biter. She's looking at you like, you talking about me? She is looking at me. Hi! Um... Oh, she wants to start this podcast off strong by taking a shit. We're going to talk about the Mario movie today. Um, I think before we spoil it, uh, we should give it a basic rating. Uh, my rating is go see it. How, how does that sound? That sounds good. I don't think anyone uh, should hesitate to see it. I think it's good for all peoples. Children, adults, <laughs> elderly. Mm-hmm. Dogs, Dogs, cats, aliens, mm-hmm. all the people. Yep. Uh, including dogs. This might be a spoiler. There's no minions in it, so don't be worried that it's an Illumination movie. We're going to go through a couple of things. We're going to go through the characters, um, a couple of notes I took here and there, and then the future and how scary it is. Um, let's start with Mario. He's in the movie. He's there. Really? It is the Super Mario Bro movie. What if what if they made the Super Mario Bro movie but without Mario? But still called it the Super Mario Bro movie? Um That'd be pretty bold of them, I guess. Do you think they could take this same premise of this movie? Yeah. Exactly like everything's exactly the same. Yeah. But just switch out the Mario characters for a different video game. Would it work? I get it would depend on the game, I guess. Zelda. Maybe you save a princess in the Zelda games, or and you save a princess in Dragon's Quest. There's a couple of games where you save a princess, so maybe. Um, yeah, I want to start with talking about Mario because obviously when they released the uh, the cast for this, people were pretty on board up until Chris Pratt was announced to be Mario. Um, a lot of people were worried that he would just kind of phone it in, and you know when I was watching the movie. I really wasn't even thinking about Mario not sounding like Mario. No, I didn't really notice that either. And I think that it's not just Chris Pratt. I think he's doing sort of like a New Yorker voice. Yeah. It's a bit gruffer, and I kind of like that. Sorry, I was being gruff. Hey, Louie, you gotta hurry up over here. No, that's growly. That's a little too growly, yeah. I'm not good at voices. (laughs) Um... And, you know, to their credit, they still get some, some classic Mario-isms in there. Not just, like, by having the actual voice actor do, like, the wahoo for the commercial and stuff. But, um, I, there's, like, moments where Mario gets hit and he says, like, classic Mario lines. So, and then, like, yeah, design-wise, you can kind of, like, I think he looks good. Like, yeah, he does look He good. doesn't, it's, like, you can tell he doesn't look one-to-one. But it's not in, like, a weird offensive way. Right. He doesn't stick out and is like, oh, this is Mario if Mario was in the Pokemon world. Right. Or, like, if, uh, like, like with Sonic. Sonic had to go through, like, two designs before he had a decent-looking movie design. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I think Chris Pratt does a fine job as Mario. There's a lot of things... I like about this Mario, mainly like because it's a movie, they had to give him like an actual like like character arc. Right, they couldn't just be like it's a platformer. It's a Mario, like 
Okay, I think... Sorry, the dog is destroying the couch. Um, I think my thing with Mario is that I respect that they tried to, like... Keep elements of the games? No. I mean, with his character, I like that they tried to give him character stuff, but a lot of it didn't really feel like it had uh, an ending to certain things. Like... Like, do you feel like they could have gotten away with... Just leaving that stuff out? No, I think that stuff is important. I think you need to have some kind of character direction in there. Like, I'm going to try not to, like, like backseat direct this movie. And, oh, like, you always backseat direct. <laughs> I'm going to try not to compare it to, like, a Mario movie pitch I I wrote. But, like, because the, the thing I'm doing with Mario in this movie is they established very early at the beginning that he and Luigi basically quit their jobs... To start up a plumbing business. And that's like... Not something they're forced to do. That's something that they want to do. And it's something that Mario feels passionate about doing. And clearly he's good at it. And... They establish that his family... Is not not supporting that choice. Now that is like a quick and instant way... To make Mario relatable. And for you as the audience member... To kind of understand... Okay... This is where he's coming from. This is where he's coming from. This is what he's dealing with. And... There's kind of little bits where he's talking like Donkey Kong and stuff where he mentions his dad is disappointed in him. But at the end, when his dad says that he's proud of him, that's kind of the beginning and end of it. Like, I guess it's never really challenged. He's never really challenged on, like, him becoming a plumber isn't, like, integral to the movie. It's how it starts. Right. But but he could be, like, trying to become... A famous actor. Yeah. And it wouldn't change a story at all. Right. And, like, at the end of the movie, again, big spoilers, but, like, they stay in the the Mushroom Kingdom, and they still have their tools and stuff, so I I kind of assume that they're plumbers in the Mushroom mushroom Kingdom. kingdom. Yeah. Which, if you're going to do that, I think you need to establish that, like, this this world needs, like, plumbers. Plumber. You know? Um, So I think if you're going to open that that idea if you're going to establish that Mario is someone who needs to prove himself to his family and to himself and kind of justify that what he's doing is right um there there needs to be more to that other than just saying that's that's what he's dealing that's with yeah. yeah um i also think th- this is more of a plot thing but the obstacle course scene where peach is like training him is a mario level why because I, I get that there's going to be things that Mario hasn't encountered in the real world, or I guess in his world, um, with like piranha plants and, and fireballs and stuff, but my thing is more like, why do you, when, when Luigi and Mario get that first plumbing job, Mario like parkours through like an industrial version of the first Mario level, right? right? And you can tell he's athletic, and I think that's a really good way of establishing, okay, for whatever reason, Mario... Okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. Apparently Mario is a pro athlete who just never went into sports. That would have been yeah, nice. Yeah, that, that would be the yeah. sequel. Well, I think there's like a tennis racket hanging in his room. But, okay. But just establishing, without saying it, just establishing by showing it, he is athletic. Like, that's enough. I don't need him to go on an obstacle course. Right. Especially if, like, the obstacle course is supposed to be, like, his rite of passage... Because directly after that, Toad is like, hey, can I come? And Peach is like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, Well, she knows Toad. I get, She knows that this Toad is brave. I think it was dumb because 
Um, because, like, Luigi's trapped and mm -hmm. they think that Bowser's going to take over the Mushroom Kingdom. The Mushroom Kingdom. But mm -hmm. let's just spend 24 hours Leaving. doing this obstacle oh, yeah, course. Yeah, let's waste time doing this obstacle See, course. Because we know she was going to take them anyways. Like, yeah, she was about to leave anyway. Yeah. yeah, so... Yeah, that's... There's something else that Peach I want to bring up later, but my thing is, like, why establish Mario's athletic if you're just going to have him do an obstacle course and then suck the at it. I, I guess if he was like overconfident about doing the obstacle course, like if he thought like, oh, I'll get this right away. I'm great at this like obstacle course stuff. Um, that would be one. And it would be another thing too if Mario wasn't the one that needed to do the course. Because Mario is shown to be athletic, but Luigi is the one that struggles through that first scene. Luigi's not the athletic one, you know? Right. So if you had Luigi do the course, it would make a bit more sense. Um... But I think with that, we can probably move on to Luigi. You want to talk about Luigi? Luigi! Now, I don't like Luigi, typically. Typically, yeah. But I did like this Luigi. What did you like about this Luigi? I like that he was clumsy, and I thought he was funny. <laughs> uh, Luigi in this is voiced by Charlie Day. They do a weird thing in this that I've never seen in any video game or, or movie or, or, or whatever. Um, Mario calls Luigi Louie for short. Or Louie. Lou. Lou or Louie. I think it was Louie. <laughs> Funny. Um, I I love Luigi in this. I love that he... He and Mario have such a great back and forth. I think they, I think they have the best back and forth in this movie. Um, those are... They are the Mario brothers. They are. And that's like, you know, if you're going to do that, you need those two to have really good chemistry. And just that beginning when, like, the two of them are trying to make it as plumbers, it's just really um, earnest and really wholesome. It's adorable. Now... My criticism with Luigi, I know a lot of people have this, this opinion, um, I, I wish he was in it more. I agree. Like, I get that someone needs to be captured, but, like, that could have been anybody. What? You're saying that if one toad was captured, we'd go through the same adventure? Well, I just mean, like, don't even stop at, like, the two of them. Like, if Mario and Luigi disappeared into, like, pipes, have someone else get in there, too. Like... I don't know. They they had a cameo of like Mayor Pauline. They did. It would have been something if like as city mayor, she's like, I'm gonna go down there and investigate this flood for myself. The flood's never explained either. It just kind of happens at the beginning of the movie. But like, if anyone else was like a hostage of Bowser, or if like there was already a character that Bowser had that he had kidnapped, that you know. Peach was like, we have to go. Yeah, like like you know Toadsworth. He's, yes. he's, yeah, like him. He would have been perfect. Because um, he's not in this movie at all. Or, or Tordette or whatever. Like, there's Tordette! Tordette, you know. Tordette! Everybody's favorite cat Mario character, Tordette! Tordette. <laughs> like, I just feel like you're missing out on a lot by keeping... I know you want to do the thing where Mario... Saves. Saves Luigi. Or at least develops oh. a relationship with, like, Peach and Toad and stuff. And Mario's the one reacting to this world. But if you're going to establish that Mario and Luigi have this great relationship, I want to see more of that. I, I agree. And it's called the Super Mario Brothers movie, you know? If it was, no, it's if, really Luigi. If it was Super Mario World, I would kind of understand it more. But I, I think separating the two title characters is kind of a bad move. Especially if you're not... Here's the thing. If they separated Mario and Luigi, and they had Luigi do something else, I wouldn't be complaining. Right. If, if Luigi got just as much screen time, and like, they were like searching for each other. Yeah, or if, or he's, if he staged a breakout... And if one of other one of like Bowser's other prisoners helped Luigi gain confidence or become brave, 
Like, if Luigi went on his own little journey. That would be cute. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. There yeah. was a really cute Luma. There was a really cute Luma. Um, next character is Toad, who's voiced by Keegan-Michael Key. Um, I love Toad. I know a lot of people have been giving Jack Black, like, a lot of credit for what he did with Bowser. But, dude, what did Keegan-Michael Key had to do to his voice to be Toad? What is he not, do, you know, do you know who this guy is? Yeah, he's a comedian. He's had... Uh, He's, he has had shows on Comedy Central. Does he, he, he not have a voice like that? Do you remember in Toy Story 4, the little chicken plushie? Yes. That's him. Interesting, interesting. So it's a very different voice. I don't know how he managed to do it, but like, through the entire cast, he's the only one where I hear his voice, and I don't hear that actor. Which I think is really impressive, and I'm surprised no one's talking about it. Um, Toad is pretty good in this. Yeah. I love Toad in general. Yeah. Like, Toad is one of my favorite Mario characters. Yeah. Like, he's, like, my go-to when I play, like, Mario Party games. Like, the ones that don't have Toadette, because she's usually my go-to go-to. But, yeah, yeah I like I like Toad. Yeah. He's good in this movie. He is good. He He's very much, like, he, right away, he's like, Mario's my best friend. I'm all in. <laughs> he is very much the donkey to Shrek. <laughs> Yeah, he's got donkey vibes. I see oh, that. Oh, 100% donkey vibes. I also like that they kind of mixed in... Because, like, I, I don't... I'm not 100% sure if Toad and Captain Toad are the same dude. But they definitely mixed in some Captain Toad, like, imagery with the backpack. He was definitely Captain Toad. And it drove me nuts because in the credits... I don't remember what they wrote, but it wasn't Captain Toad. It was Toad... Like, Toad Guide or something toad like that. Toad Guide, yeah. Is that, like, what in the credits? That's what was in the credits? It was, like, credited something else. It wasn't credited as, like, regular Toad, but it was credited as, well, like, a different Toad. I know when they did, like, the more, like, cinematic credits where they'd show, like, the Mario logo and then, like, um, uh, Chris Pratt's name, right? Whenever they did that, they'd play, like, a little music sample. They showed the Toad logo and then Keegan Michael Peel, and then they played the little, like, whistle tone from Captain Toad. That's why I think... It's the same dude? It's the same dude. I mean, we haven't seen them in the same place at the same time. So it's they must true. be the same dude. Um, but yeah, he's good in this movie. I like the... the. I wish they did it again, but I love the joke kind of like in the middle, or I guess in the beginning, where he, he's... He, they're, they're at Princess Peach's castle, and to distract the other two toes, he just starts cooking for them. Hmm. I think it's really funny. Um, and the, the fact I think you think it's funny because you would also be distracted. Oh, I'd also by fall for that. <laughs> cooking for you. Yeah, it's pretty good. Again, I wish I wish he did that more than once because that seems like a, a repeated joke. Um, I love that the car he builds is enormous. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. He was trying to flex on them, bro. He was trying to flex on them. I I think Toad's gonna be a good addition if they ever decide like. To get, like, if they give Luigi his own Luigi's Mansion movie, but they still want to do Mario, and, like, if they, like, if they want to do a Mario movie without Luigi, I think Toad is a good substitute. I don't think they'll give Luigi his own movie. Why? You like him. I do, but I don't, I don't think. Maybe not now. People are more often. Yeah. Going to go pick up a Mario title versus Luigi's Mansion. Like, do, well, do, okay, let me ask you this. Do you think if we got a second Mario movie where Luigi was in more of it and people got to see his character more, do you think he'd kind of earn a movie? I don't know. I still feel like people would be like, 
It's not a Mario movie. Well, I know I know Charlie Day talked about wanting to do a Luigi's Mansion movie. Well, I guess only time will tell, Raffi. Speaking of time, women. All right, Princess Peach. Excuse me? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just wanted to do a segue, but I couldn't think of one. Okay, Princess Peach, uh, played by Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, her her face is kind of... It's kind of... Peach? Yeah, her face is kind of weird. It's like they, they made her eyes bigger. Oh, excuse me. They made her eyes bigger, but like her chin smaller. It's weird. Don't you know you're supposed to silence your cell phone? Yeah, sorry. Forgot that rule. Before a movie? I'm, I'm a little rusty and crusty. Um, Ew. <laughs> so, the, the girl boss. Yeah, they needed one. Yeah. So they gave it to Peach. I, I'm not going to complain about that, but like the problem I have with Luigi, uh huh. I think is like, I think they they wanted to have Peach be like a a, a self a leader, a leader, an independent character, and I think because of that they felt the need to put someone else in shackles, which is why Luigi was caged. Um, that being said, I think Peach is fine. I kind of wish she had a flaw, you know, because like Mario, I guess you could say he's overconfident. And he's putting too much on his plate. Luigi is obviously scared and clumsy. Toad, Toad probably has a small brain. Um, but like Peach is one of the only title characters here who doesn't have a real like downside to her character. I guess she doesn't. Okay, I guess her thing is she's an orphan. She is an orphan. Which raised by toads. Raised by toads. Kind of like. Tarzan. They do apes. they do an interesting thing where she says that she doesn't even know if she's from like Mario's world and she says it's a big galaxy. Which is obviously a trigger word for Mario fans because it's like Because Mario fans believe that Princess Peach is Luigi and Rosalina's daughter. I guess not exactly in that configuration, but like they know that when you hear the word galaxy in a Mario game, post two thousand like five you're going to think Super Mario Galaxy. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, now, it could be a hint if, like, the sequel is about her backstory or something. Or it could just be a line that they're just going to sit on for a while. I think it'll be that one. Yeah. Um, but I think she's a fine character. I can't really think of too much to really say about her that's... Well, you didn't like her enough. I, I guess here's the thing. I mentioned before with, with Mario, it feels like they wanted to do things, but then, like, stopped doing them halfway through. When Mario meets Peach, they do that slow motion, uh, oh falling gosh. in love for the first time. Right. And then she flips him, and then we don't really do that again. And then when they do the um, the montage of Toad, Peach, and Mario crossing the world to get to the Donkey Kong Kingdom, um, you get, like, two moments of, like, first they're, like, camping by a tree and looking at stars... And then they're, like, on top of a mountain or something. Like, they do a couple moments of Mario and Peach having, like, these breather moments to talk and look at beautiful sights and stuff. But they don't really tie a bow on that. Like, there's never, like, Peach never kisses Mario on the cheek. It's never, like, straight up said if Mario has, like, feelings for Peach or vice versa. Like, they imply these feelings... But it, they don't but really... They want to leave it, I think they want to leave it open. I think so too, but I don't think... I think you can leave it open while also indicating what you're going to do with it. Like, it, it'd be fine if the last scene between Mario and Peach was like... P- 
Peach like pats him on the back and Mario looks at her longingly and then you know, okay, so you know the movie's ending with him developing those feelings or something. I guess it's just weird. It feels like all start and no finish with some of that, you know? I suppose. Um, but yeah, that's Peach. Okay, but can we talk about that montage for a second? Yes. They could have used that time for, to like really showcase just some other Mario characters, like just in the background, like they walked through a desert at one point and I really expected like the pokies to like just be walking around in the background, like they could have used that screen time just to add in some more little Easter egg characters that I think Mario fans would appreciate. Yeah, it's weird to me that King Baum and King Boo appear, but their like enemy types don't. Like, in the Haunted Mansion, yeah. Luigi's in, there's no, like, like there's dry bones, but there's no booze. You know? And you would you would think in a Mario movie, and I'm sure they're saving this for a sequel, you would think a setting where a bunch of, like, walking bombs are an obstacle in a scene would be like, oh, of course you have to include that. A scene where Mario runs into a crowd of bombs and carefully has to not set any of them off. Yeah, that would be an easy one. Um... My thing with that scene of, like, the montage of them traveling is, like, if you're gonna show me Mario's athletic at the beginning and then show me that Mario and Peach are good at platforming on the obstacle Why was there no platforming? There was no... It was all just walking. What was all... All that training was for that last scene in the movie with Mario and Donkey Kong. Other than that, there's no platforming, which, like, would be an excellent way of showing that this world is, like, different. Like, there's literally floating blocks and girders in the middle of the sky... Like, the environment and how people get around. Even in the Toad City, it's it's built like a Mario level. Like, like the way you get around in this world is different, and, and that would justify the training for it. But if the montage is just walking on sand, walking on bridge, walking across lake, it's kind of boring. I agree. It's a waste. Um, I want to quickly go over... Okay, uh, what do you think of Cranky Kong? He's... he's Hi. Kind of he was just kind of there. He's voiced by Fred Armisen, um, who's a fine actor. I, I kind of like what they did with him, I guess. Usually, Cranky Kong is just, again, like an old ape. In this, they made him like a king with a crown and stuff. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, that is fun. Um, but the the real main article, the real star of the show, guys. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong, voiced by Seth Rogen. He was funny. Oh my god, he was so good. I, I love the thing is too is like it's just Seth Rogen's voice, but just his voice fits Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong very well. Yeah, and I also appreciate that even though this is a Mario movie, they make references to like obviously like Donkey Kong, but other Nintendo properties as well. But like the love for Donkey Kong stuff is there. Like the DK rap that they're singing when he shows up is from the games, <laughs> and like a bunch of the Kong characters in the stands are from the games. I'm, I saw Diddy Kong. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the, like, I don't know what you call him, the Uber driver that drives them around the Donkey Kong Kingdom, I'm pretty sure that is Funky Kong. Yeah, I would say so. But, um, you know, it, it, it it's good. I, I It'd be very easy for them to be, like, all Mario stuff, and then Donkey Kong's here in the background, I guess. Yeah, and screw his world. Yeah, because obviously Donkey Kong ha- has his own, like, game universe. He has his own 
like lore and, and themes like, and stuff. I'm glad that they included Donkey Kong, but they also could have very much just excluded that whole part of the movie if they wanted it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have been more upset if they were like, yes, we're going to include Donkey Kong, and they're going to go on this big adventure to the jungle to get Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. But, like, there was no Donkey no Kong lore there. It was just Donkey Kong. Yeah, right. In a treehouse or something. Right, yeah. No, they showed a lot. Um... And I think, I think it was, the way that they included the Kongs was smart. Like, indicating that they're just another kingdom, part of this world, and, like, their main thing is they have an army and they have vehicles. I think that's really smart. Especially because, like, yeah, how else is the Mushroom Kingdom supposed to fight, like, the Koopa Kingdom when you have toads? Give the toads spears! Let's arm them with rifles. Oh, God. Then they'll be a threat. I was just giving them pokey things. <laughs> Not guns. Um, but yeah, Seth Rogen does a great job as Donkey Kong. I, I love his back and forth with Mario. Uh, again, I kind of wish that we had some resolution to that. I agree. Um, when they're stuck inside the eel, Pinocchio style, they talk about how they're both disappointments to their fathers. Stupid boys. And I'm sitting there like, okay, that's something, right? You're gonna, Is this going to be a conversation? And then, and then it isn't. Like, Mario's like, my dad doesn't like me either. And Donkey Kong's like, yeah, your dad started sound smart. Because you're dumb, too. Yeah, I just wish I went somewhere with that. Um, I will say, Bowser, or not Bowser, Donkey Kong's a good lead way into this comment. I like, I like and slash don't like how power-ups work in this, in this movie. How some of them you have to eat and some of them you have to touch. touch. I don't mind that. It kind of feels like, Whatever you would do with that object in the real world is how you'd activate it in their world. I more mean, like... Mario doesn't get a fire flower, which is weird. Like, that's like the power-up for Mario. Other than the mushroom, you look at, like, the first Mario Bros. game on the cartridge, he's throwing a fireball. That's true. Um... It. We thought, when we were watching the movie, we thought that they were saving the Fire Flower to the end because there was a lot of moments where, like, he almost, he gets, almost it. gets it, but then he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, that's going to be, like, the big final power that he gets at the end of the movie, and then he never got it. No, they ended up doing the star, which I think works just as well. Um, but, like, like, uh, like, Do- like, Donkey Kong gets the Fire Flower, which, like, doesn't happen in the games. So, I think that's really cool. Um... I would have liked to see more of that. I think if you're if you're gonna be like, if you're gonna establish that any character can get can get a power up like that, and you're gonna give uh, Donkey Kong a fire flower, it would have been cool if everyone just got to like grab something. Because Pe- yeah. Peach gets the ice thing, uh, Donkey Kong gets the fire thing, Mario gets the Tanuki suit, but like again, let Luigi do something. No, probably okay. Let him grab, like, the frog suit and just bounce around like an idiot. Like, give Captain Toad, or I guess give Toad, like, the really big mushroom that makes you, like, enormous. <laughs> that would, Giant Toad. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been really fun. Um, but yeah, I, I have no complaints about Donkey Kong. I hope he gets his own movie. Uh, he's great. And, and I, also, I also appreciate that despite him being really strong... They make it a point to show that he's not as strong as Bowser. Because otherwise, what are the rest of us even doing here? If Donkey Kong could just fight Bowser on his own, you know? That's true. Um, Kamek was but here. You see, but you see, yes. 
Bowser is going after the Mushroom Kingdom. That's why the rest of them are there. Donkey Kong's not just going to go defend the Mushroom Kingdom just because. No, I mean towards the end of the movie. When they're like in New York and they're all fighting Bowser. Like, Donkey Kong is getting tossed around by Bowser. Okay, okay, Rafi. Kamek is in this movie. Kamek. I, I think Kamek's very underrated. I like Kamek a lot. I especially like in the games, like, Kamek and other Magikoopas can change one item block into anything else in the game, which I think is funny. Um, he's voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson, and uh, he's funny. He, yeah. They, they do that joke where Bowser's doing something kind of embarrassing, and then Kamek walks into the room. Like, mm-hmm. when Bowser's playing the piano. And he's like, Kamek, come jam. Yeah, Kamek, come jam with me. Peaches, 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 or whatever. Yeah, that's the song, yeah. The the scene where Kamek dresses up like Princess Peach. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That's a really good one. Um... Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of solo moments. I, I think he's a sidekick. He's like a minion character. But I feel like that's very much Kamek. Yeah, that's Kamek's bag. I feel like as a sidekick character, he does an excellent job. Um, yeah. And I'm sure he's going to be the one to like rescue Bowser in the second one. Yeah, I could see that. Or, or it's Bowser Jr. Ju- yeah. Ju- Ju- Jr. Juju. Sorry, the dog is coming at me. Yeah, like Kamek will... Go to, like, the freezer and take Bowser Jr. out of storage or something. <laughs> I'd love that. I love if they treated Bowser Jr. like like a backup plan. Like, in case of Bowser missing break glass. That would be funny. <laughs> I'm being beat up by dog paws. Oh, fun. Oh, and bless you. So beautiful. Anyways. Anyway. The real star of the show for the third time. Um, Bowser, who's voiced by Jack Black. Inspired casting. I, I think it's almost reactionary casting, too. I feel like when when Illumination got the keys to the Mario Castle, they looked over and they were like, well, Jim Carrey is in that Sonic movie. Who can we get? Who, who can we get, who has a lot of energy, was famous in the 90s, and never really stopped being famous and fun? And then they that guy. That guy. Jack and, Black. Yeah, and, and between the two of them, Jack Black has been in less controversies than Jim Carrey. So, it's great that Jack Black is voicing Bowser. It, he doesn't even change his voice that much. It's just a little bit more gravelly. Um, they, of course, incorporated Jack Black's mu- musical talents into Bowser with the piano and everything. And singing, peaches, peaches, peaches. Even... Even the Koopa Kingdom is kind of themed... I mean, some of this comes from the games, but, like, even the Koopa Kingdom is themed around, like, hard rock, which is, like... Jack Black's thing. Yeah, part of Jack Black's, like, like brand. Um, and, yeah, I think I think Bowser, along with all, like, the, like, monster designs, were all done very well. It's kind of funny that they suddenly have Mario Karts. Yeah. They don't really, like... Explain it. Explain that. I think that would have been a nice moment to have Bowser meet Bowser. He also got them from the Kong Army. The Kong <laughs> Army's working for both sides. Ooh, that's a good theory. Um, my thing is, like, in in any movie, I think the villain has to meet the hero kind of, like, either at the beginning or the middle. Because in the case of Bowser and Mario, they meet towards the end. And it's that... A little, a little strange. It's not strange. It's just like you'd get more out of the hero villain relationship if you established it a bit more early on. 
Because up until the end, Bowser only has what, um, like, Luigi and Kamek have told him about Mario. Like, Bowser's building this image of Mario being, like, the guy who's stealing my chick. And, like, that's all he has to go on. Right. Which is, like, fine. I don't need Bowser to be musing in his tower about what kind of person Mario is. But it's Mario and Bowser. Like, like the video game rivalry, you know? So I would have liked to have seen them meet earlier on. And I think the Rainbow Road scene would have been perfect. If they were both there. Yeah, because Bowser has, like, numerous vehicles outside of just the clown car. He has, like... Do you remember in 3D World, he chases you on that really big, like, um, like car? Mm. You're, like, running away from him. He's on a big car throwing soccer balls at you. Oh, yeah, I remember. He's got that. He's got, like, personalized vehicles from the Mario Kart games. Um, he has that train. There's a whole Bowser train in the Mario 3D World game. I think that would have been really good to have him meet Mario, even briefly, like, before the third act of the movie. Um, anything else about Jack Black's Bowser? No. Bless you, honey buns. Oh. Sorry, the dog's a little cuckoo bananas. He's a little clingy. So, those are the characters. Uh, we still have some notes that we can go through real quick. I think the this is, like, goes without saying. The movie looks amazing. Yes. In every scene, there's, like, a, at least 11 cameos and references. Um... There's music from the Mario games that they score to sound more cinematic, and that's really good. Um, again, they reference stuff outside of just Mario. Um, Mario's original voice actor, uh, what's his name, Charles Martinet, voices like one background character, but he also voices Mario's dad, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, just the settings. I, I love that. I give the montage scene a lot of crap, but like. They're like, hey, throw Yoshi's Island in the background for a scene. Throw some levels from, like, Mar like New Super Mario Bros. in the background, you know? Right. <laughs> and again, like, they have one Luma show up. So, like, they're not afraid of just referencing across the Mario games. Like, the Shy Guys show up. Like, I think they... they... The Shy Guys. The Shy Guys. Like... It shows a lot of restraint that they didn't just use every Mario enemy. You know? Like, yeah. Like, Pokies and... Charge and Chuck! Charge and Chuck, the Thwomps. Like, they'll show up... I'm surprised they didn't use the Thwomps with how... And I'm also surprised that, like... Like you said, Boo and stuff. Yeah, Chain like, Chomp is another big one. Oh, Chain Chomp. He would have been good. Chain Chomp would be good if they brought Bowser Jr. in, because that could be, like, his pet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it shows a lot of restraint to make as many references and cameos as they did without giving up everything that Mario has to offer, you know? Um, let's see. There's a lot, yeah, there's a missing theme to this. Uh, I mentioned that with Mario's character. I kind of think, along with, like, Mario and Donkey Kong being failures of sons, um, I think this movie has a lot to do with appearances. What do you mean? Like... Peach holding up her... Like, Peach being a princess is, like... She's doing it for her kingdom. And she needs the kingdom to know that she's brave. But, like... When they first introduce Peach and she walks out of, like... The room with a bunch of totes... There's a moment where she has, like, a breather. And you can tell that she's, like, worried. And she doesn't want to show that to the totes. Yeah, I can see that. And then, like... With Mario, he wants to appear like he's got it all figured out. 
he and Luigi are going to be fine. But that's how life is. I know, but what I'm saying is this movie has a... I think that's the theme of the movie is appearances. Like, Bowser isn't worried about how he's going to destroy the kingdom or how he's going to beat Mario. He's worried about how he's going to look in front of Peach. He's worried about impressing Peach and convincing Peach to marry him. Right. Um, same with Donkey Kong. Like, when he first shows up, he's flexing for the crowd. He's, like, showboating because he's obsessed with his appearance. He, he wants the other Kongs to look at him and be like, that's the cool, that's the guy, you know? Um, and that's not, this, this isn't a criticism or anything. I'm just saying, like, if there's a theme to this movie, I think it's appearances. And if it's, a, if it's on purpose, how subtle it is, I really respect that. Um, let's see. Tons of restraint. Yeah, that's all my notes. Now, uh, do you want to go to the future? How do we go to the... Oh, like, talk about the sequel? No, I mean, literally get in the time machine. Yes, we're going to talk about the sequels. Yoshi's going to be in the sequel more. Yes, I'm excited for that. It seems like that's going to be the big thing for the second movie is Yoshi. Yoshi! Which is a good thing to end on. Yoshi! Yoshi! I can't do it. Um... We, we, we were talking before how the next film might just be Bowser Jr. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'd rather have Bowser Jr. than the Koopalings. I like the Koopalings. But they're not Bowser Jr. But it's either one or the other, you know? Yeah. I, I'd be fine if they did, like, Koopalings, and then, like, when they get defeated, it's like, well, there's one more, and it's Bowser Jr. Um, or, again, they just go with Bowser Jr. I think Bowser Jr. makes sense, too, because in the Yoshi games, like, you get, like, Baby Mario and stuff, but... Baby Bowser in those, is in those games. So if you wanted to like have a visual, like parallel between the second movie and the Yoshi game, you just have like a smaller Bowser and just have Bowser Junior. Yeah. Um. And again, there's a lot of stuff you can do with Bowser Junior, especially like with him trying to understand where he. I don't know if they. I don't know if they tackle like how he's born, where he comes from. You know. Um. Alternatively. Alternatively, and this is a bit of bias on my part. I think Wario could really work for this. Rappy, yeah, you're biased. Rappy, no. Listen to me. No. I think maybe not even as the main villain, but as like a background villain. Wa you just want Wario. No, listen, hear me out. Wario and Waluigi both work really well because now to the city of New York, Mario and Luigi are heroes, and if they live in the Mushroom World. That just means that two guys who kind of look like them could, like, profit off of that image. I can see that. Like, Mario and Luigi are away. So, Wario and Waluigi are just going to, like, make themselves look like those two, appear at parties and bar mitzvahs, and get paid, like, buttloads of money. And if, yeah. and if Wario is the, find, is the one that finds Yoshi and tries to profit off of, like, what Yoshi can do... Whether it's like eating trash or offering horsey rides, or maybe he tries to horsey bring, rides. or bringing in more Yoshi's into New York because kids love Yoshi's, Yoshi. and then that ends up creating a whole new problem. Like I think, Wario and Waluigi could be villains unlike Bowser, but still like initiate whatever the problem in the movie is. Um. So I guess now we know that Earth is connected to the mushroom world and all these pipes. So how? So we need to go to New York. Yeah. And go underneath in the sewers and find the green pipe, and then we'll be in the Mushroom Kingdom. Woohoo! Yeah, clearly. Um, I'm wondering if they're ever gonna do anything with that. I'm. I was. There's a scene that I, I was kind of confused at at first. 
when Bell, when Mario is directing that giant bullet bill towards that pipe. Did, what did he think was going to happen? Yeah, did he think it was just going to hit the mountain and explode? Mm-hmm. Or did he not think it was going to enter the pipe? I don't Cause know. Because if, if he thought, oh, it just it'll go in the pipe. Did he not remember that that's the pipe he came he out did? of? He's like, oh, I'll blow up New York, whatever. That's fine. I have a new home. I have a new home here, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's... It's an interesting thing to open there, because you can uh, essentially... You're making it so any character could come through those pipes and appear. And you're also making it so that those pipes can go anywhere. Um, which, I mean, if you want to do like a crossover with another you know film franchise, you totally could. Um, and then, yeah, other spinoffs. We talked about Luigi's Mansion. That might be a thing. Donkey Kong Country. That might be a thing. Um, I think that's a good place to kind of... Like, I don't want them to overdo it. I think what they should do is they should do their sequel and then float around the idea of Luigi, Donkey Kong, or some other character um, getting their own movie. Now, let me ask you this to, to kind of close on. Do you think that when they establish Yoshi and the, the Yoshi species, do you think they're going to make it canon that Mario and Luigi as babies interacted with Yoshis? Because that's, that's how it is in the games. I hope they don't do that. You don't like that? No. Yeah, I think it would... It would make it a bit kind of like... Like, I... With stories in general, I'm way more into the idea of by chance this happens instead of by destiny this happens. Mm -hmm. And if you establish that Mario and Luigi have some sort of connection to that mushroom world because they went there as little kids with Yoshis, I think that does take away a little bit from how, like... How Mario and Luigi are just like any other two guys who find this this place, you know? Right. Um, I don't mind the idea of, if they wanted to connect uh, Yoshi to like the youth of certain characters, I wouldn't mind the idea of before Baby Peach ended up with the Toads, she was brought to the Mushroom World by Yoshis. But why would they do that? For whatever reason, why I guess. Why did the Yoshis kidnap a child it, and make her an orphan? It could be a Tarzan situation. Like, what if Peach and her parents... But what we see at the end of the movie isn't a Yoshi in New York. We see a Yoshi egg. Well, a Yoshi in it, yeah. Yeah, so I don't believe that Yoshis have been to New York before. No, I don't even, I don't even mean that. I mean, like, my, my, my thing of doing it would be Peach and her parents find a pipe, either in New York or somewhere else in the world. It takes them to the Mushroom World and it takes them right to Yoshi's Island. And then some sort of disaster occurs where Peach is separated from her parents and the Yoshis are the ones that get her out of trouble and then leave her with the Toads. Okay. I'm not, I'm not opposed. Because at least then you can do the thing where Yoshi's got a baby on his back. Because in the, that's what the Yoshi games are. Passing a baby from one Yoshi to another. Because hmm. I wouldn't like it if Mario and Luigi had like a destiny clause to them. But I don't mind if Peach is, like, fated to be, like, the queen of the Mushroom Kingdom or something. I can, I can see it. Yeah. Um, that could even... Hey, I mean, Peach could even get her own movie and that could be part of it. Pitch. Pitch, the movie. Pitch. Starring Daisy and Rosalina and Pauline and, uh... Pitch. Looks at an entire list of... And Pom Pom and, uh... Pitch. Um, alright, let, let, let's end it this way. 
who who at most, other than Yoshi, because we know he's going to be in the second movie, who at most do you want to see in the second movie? Like, for new characters? Yeah. Bowser Jr.? It's good. It's a good pick. Um, I kind of want to see... <laughs> this is a weird one. I want to see Lakitu. Hmm. But just because... Like just because, like, you could do so much with that idea of a dude on a cloud... Like, either following or, like, recording Mario for a TV show or something. Like, you can do so much with that concept, I think. Yeah. But, but yeah, the Mario movie. I don't know what critics are talking about. It's a really good movie. Um, I, I know in terms of, like, film scores and stuff, critics are dogging on it, but fans love it. So, if you like Mario, Mario even a little bit, I think you'll love this movie. Um, it's a very quick movie. So, you're not going to feel like you're there all day. Um, but go see it. That's our recommendation. Yeah, that's our recommendation. That's our rec- listen to us. Recommendation. Um, and we'll be here when Illumination inevitably pumps out another one in a year and a half. Um, thank you guys for listening so much. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Peace!